All right. So what's up, Kevin? Hey, how's it going? How you guys doing? Welcome to Nurse Nurse Podcast. Star Shima, brand nurse coach. And then Kevin, I work here at Central Valley Medical. Welcome, Star Shima. Thank you what's for having up, me tonight. Welcome. Yes, absolutely. And you saying I work at, don't act like you just work at. I mean, you are <laughs> the guy who are educating nurses out here in the community. I'm I just, just work over here. I, I like I, the humility, though. I'm just I, I really dust. like the humility. I'm, I'm just, just here to build dust. you up. I'm just the dust on Mrs. Pat's shoe. (laughs) I love it, right? I love it. I love it. I love the humility, but I know that you're much more magical over at Central Valley Medical. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I just seen some posts that you, some pictures. I didn't get a chance to engage because I was kind of just, you know, scrolling and I shouldn't have been engaging at the moment. I should have been doing other things. But anywho, I was like, look at Kevin over here showing out with all his students out here teaching them IV therapy (laughs) and changing the world. So. Don't, don't, don't. I appreciate the humility, but let's just go ahead and just give credit where credit is due. You know what I mean? Crazy, man. It is, right? Awesome. So, Kevin, I messaged you the other day and I'm like, hey, what are we going to record about? And I really discovered this movie, right? It was called The Good Nurse. That was the first thing I watched. And I thought it was so eye-opening. I even put it in our community, right? Like, hey, y'all, who's watched The Good Nurse? And then I kind of stumbled across a couple of days later, the documentary that's kind of associated with it, but comes in greater detail about capturing the killer nurse. So y'all, what y'all think the good nurse was about? (laughs) Who was that good nurse? What is a good nurse? Y'all tell us in the comments, what is a good nurse? And I want y'all to tell us in the comment if y'all have watched the movie. And if you have not watched the movie, first listen to this podcast, then go watch the movie. Yeah, set up a poll. Absolutely. And let's see if y'all watched it. And what was your takeaway on it? Because tonight or today, Kevin and I are going to be reflecting about some of our takeaways from the movie. So, Kevin, let's just think about this. So we're going to focus on, I know you like the documentary versus the movie. Maybe because I'm the one and I'm all mushy and shit. I needed all the things that come along with it. I needed to see it in full action. Then I appreciated the documentary. You're like, just give me the damn meat and potatoes. I don't need all this other fluffy shit, right? No. What was your take? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm very analytical sometimes. And I watched the movie. It was okay. The the good nurse, it was okay. She wasn't a fucking good nurse, in my opinion, though, because she did some shady shit that she wasn't supposed to do. You know, that guy was giving her fucking medicines to help her out, and he was stealing it, and she knew he was stealing it. So, I mean, how the fuck are you going to call yourself a good nurse? Well, I think what they got with a good nurse was that she <laughs> was on one. Out of all, yeah, all of all the organizations, what was it like nine organizations this guy had been going to? And in his time there, he felt like he can help the people in no other way. And he was killing them. And some of them. Yeah, but how long did it take that bitch to find out that her best friend that she loved was killing motherfucking patients and shit? I what think she you? said, what did she say? It was the time when. Remember she met that lady in the restaurant? I don't remember her friend's name, but she met the lady in the restaurant and said, hey, Starshima, did you work with uh, Mike over there at the Madeira Community Hospital? Oh, yeah, that guy. Do you hear all the rumors and shit? Oh, what was he doing? Oh, he was spiking bags with insulin and the jobs. Oh, my God, he's doing the same thing here. Right. (laughs) I think a movie made it look like he was putting didge and insulin in the bags, right? He was. That's what he was doing. In the movie, but then you see in the documentary, it was some of the things like he was pushing meds. Like, what about that patient 
that he was pushing lidocaine when she walked into right? the room oh, yeah, yeah. and he was pushing lidocaine. And yeah, he, asked, she asked, and she, he said I was giving her lidocaine or him or her lidocaine. And, and what then, did she say? Oh, when this the patient coded, so they started doing a code. The doctor came in and asked what was going on. Wait, wait, wait. And what? she said she pushed the lidocaine. Yeah, but what did she say to him when she asked, What are you pushing? And he I said, I'm getting she asked Charles, hey Charles, what are you fucking pushing? And mm -hmm. Charles says, I'm pushing lidocaine, bitch. And, and <laughs> what why do you sound like him though? Wait, 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 and, wait. And what did she say? Why are you pushing lidocaine, Charles? Because I want to. And then the physician came in and said, Why are you pushing lidocaine? And she covered for him. True. Yeah, but why would you cover for that motherfucker? You know, I think that that was, I know she's labeled a good nurse, but at that moment, I was like, why would I admit to doing a thing when I didn't do it, no matter how much I cared for a person or trusted a person, but I think she hit a real, she was just thinking like, oh, I'm just going to cover for Charlie. Right. But then when mm -hmm. she realized when the doctor was like, the patient is allergic to lidocaine. <laughs> I don't know if it was the eyebrow wow. moment, like Charlie's killing a damn patient. And I just admitted <laughs> to killing a patient. Like she almost got kind of startled oh. in her voice. I was like, that was the it's, biggest uh, goal. This motherfucker's actually killing people and shit. He's, you know, but look, you know me. I already told you off air. I said, look, if she covered for him, that means they must have been fucking. Could've There's been. nobody that's going to be covering for somebody if they're not getting something out of it. I know that he was helping her and he was keeping her alive, but I don't know if that's really enough to protect somebody if they're killing somebody. Now you have to be. Yeah. yeah, you gotta be rocking the boots and shit if you're gonna protect somebody till like you're right or die and shit. Well, you know what? I don't even. Can I be honest with you for a minute? Yeah, you know I don't you would protect your husband. Rocking the boots that I would even admit to doing something like that on your behalf. Like I think I just feel like I just want to be a person of integrity and tell the truth. I would take the rap for that shit. I don't even prepare medications that I'm not given. So I'm sure the hell is not going <laughs> to take the rap that I pushed it. And it was so foolish to me, like as a nurse. And I know times was different when this was it. You didn't even take the time to even look and know the patient before you admitted to something. Look, if you That's gave some, shit. I love you, but if you gave some damn medication that was going to kill the patient, I'm not going to take the rap for like, that bitch. That bitch did it. <laughs> right. I mean, even if they were intimate, like I'm, on that level, I still wouldn't have done it. Like, I'm sorry, know, you don't go. <laughs> Would you? You want to protect your husband? In honesty, like I love him to death, but probably if he did something like that, it's not me, right? So I'm I wouldn't have taken the now, rap. I'm confessing now. I'll protect anybody if I'm loving them enough and shit. Like I she didn't do it. She and was you would home. take it and you would go down. She was at home with me. No, no, <laughs> I, I couldn't do it, Kevin. Till death do you part. Right. I want y'all to put in the comments when y'all watch you. Right. Like if you was in Amy's situation and perhaps you and Charlie was having an intimate relationship or he was really, really close, or perhaps that you really care for him because you had a health condition and Charlie went into the Pixis machine and took out McCartism for you to help you with your cardiomyopathy. That yeah, saved your life. Yeah, I want to take it. I said, put that shit back. That's not right, right dude. It's illegal. Like, would you take the rap for him, though? Just because they've done some great things for you to help you nope. in a situation. Like, would you take the rap? Like, y'all put nope. that in the comments for us and let us know, because I wouldn't. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I worked really, really hard to get this license and to sustain it, renewing it every two years. I'm not taking a rap for nobody. No, but men are stupid it's sometimes, you know. Men are stupid because, you know, women use their 
sexuality, and I know I'm going to get a lot of grief for this, but you know I'm not bullshitting. Women use their sexuality to entice us because they know that we're stupid, and they know that they throw around their boobies or the hoo-ha, and we're going to be like, mm, okay, baby, whatever you want. I'm not saying all men are like that, but there's a lot of them out there that are going to fucking fall for that shit. I mean, I almost want to tell them, Kevin, they need to like, you know, you got to stop thinking with the wrong head and start thinking with the right head. But I although, I mean, I think these are great things that women have. We as women, we are powerful. Like we can really persuade a man to do what we want them to do. Then why didn't she persuade him not to kill those damn patients? He killed well, over 400 people. She That's didn't bullshit. know. I don't believe that. Women know. You see racing up them stairs women. behind there in her street clothes trying to get and that's see what another he was thing. doing. Yeah, but that's another thing and shit. If you got cardiomyopathy and you dying and shit, you ain't going to be running up them motherfucking stairs like that. That's bullshit. Maybe she her was, cardiomyopathy wasn't fat bad, Kevin. Oh, yeah, she but then she had to. She was investigating. Look, whatever. She was having a hard time turning that damn patient to wash the patient's ass. And, <gasps> I'm tired. Wait, y'all. But, so Kevin, Kevin, like, yeah, Kevin was going on. <laughs> Why yeah, you she can, the woman in the movie? <laughs> but yeah, she can run up the fucking stairs and shit. Well, she had a hard the, time turning them dead weight patients. Whatever, because you can. The movie was way different than the documentary. In the documentary, she confessed that she was very close to him. She liked mm-hmm. him. He was a good nurse. He was an awesome person. I mean, he must have really snookered her. She was alone. She had two kids. She was sick. So maybe he made her feel so special that she was just she wanted to be blind i don't believe women have a gift from god y'all got the sixth sense y'all know when y'all are being bullshit now you may not listen to your sixth sense but something's telling you something's not right and you don't listen to it that's on you but i see that she was vulnerable i see that she was a single mother of two kids she landed her icu job she was still kind of on probation she got diagnosed with cardiomyopathy while she was in um, at the organization she hadn't got health insurance yet. She was really afraid that they would find out that she that had cardiomyopathy and she would lose her job. So Charlie was helping her. I don't know if I believe that shit because I've never been at a job and I've been in this healthcare field a long ass time. Most jobs, you get health insurance after 90 motherfucking days. Well, this was back in the day, Kevin. I don't believe that shit. I don't How long you been a nurse? Just uh, that's what I started my first IV in 1986. Well, this was around that time, right? Charlie was. No, she was in the. He was in the early '90s when this happened and stuff. So, I just don't believe that's true. I mean, I I could be wrong, but I just don't believe that she had to wait a whole year to get health insurance. Okay. So we're missing something. Either she was per DM, she was part time. But if you're full time, most people after 90 days, six months at the most, get health insurance. Not a motherfucking year and something. I don't believe it because what I I encourage everybody to watch the movie and then go back and watch the documentary and look at all the damn discrepancies. Yeah. No, it wasn't discrepancies. No, but in the movie, they made her look like she's some kind of angel and, you know, she was being vulnerable. But in real life, when you look at the documentary, she was just dumb. She admitted that she did some crazy stuff. Yeah. Why did she? Whatever. Why didn't she lose her license then? She stole from the organization. She By taking a cardizam? Yeah, of course. Was now, it cardizam? I don't that? know. I don't know what it was. Okay. Probably look, it was probably the Johnson. <laughs> 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 I know, but that makes sense because you know she it needed, do make sense. She needed it to make her heart contract better, and he needed to kill the fucking patients and shit. So, but he was probably. 
Probably here. A little bit for you, baby, and a little bit for you, you dumb man. There you go. So. She was, he gave her the pill for him, and he was putting the liquid in the IV bag. And then at the end of the movie, they said he got like nine consecutive life sentences. And what did you say he's up for parole when? 2,400 and so something. Why the fuck are we allowing this motherfucker to have parole at, in fucking any at all? They should do something else besides giving parole. Like, well, why do we waste I told you already. I think that we should put him on a, a jail cell with a lot of pedophiles so they can diddle his ass and shit, get paid back. I'm just yeah, saying. Just, yeah, no, it's true. I think that when I looked at this, one, I looked at it from a lot of different angles, Kevin. I was really, I think because I'd never been in a situation like this, and although we hear about these things, but I was really taken back by how the organization, and not just one organization, oh, yeah. but nine different facilities covered this up and how I he could have been caught. He I said he killed was... over about 400 people that they can think about. But what if that one, that very first organization who fired him or let him go or was concerned about his behavior, but didn't have the courage because they were afraid of litigation and losing money. Are you in the healthcare field or would you like to learn how to save a life? Let Central Valley Medical teach you today. We offer CPR and first aid, IV therapy, ACLS, PALS, NRP, and more. Visit us at www.morethancpr.com or call us today at 559-765-0306. We do more than just CPR. Learn to respond to a code, not react but didn't have the courage because they were afraid of litigation and losing money. Oh, that was the one thing I learned in the documentary. The reason why the organization didn't want to report him or anything or, you know, expose this is they were building a big facility in the next parking lot over. Mm -hmm. And if they would have told on him or he would have gotten in trouble, they would have lost funding or some shit. Right. That's why they didn't want to do that. Every decision in healthcare is based upon money. Money, Money. Motherfuckers. Yeah. right? And I think it would have been some liability of the organization, right? Because Charlie would have been accountable for his action and what he was doing. But another thing that was inside of the organization that blew me away was how he can override the pixies, like how you can pull up a patient's name, get the medication, the drawer pops open. You can still do that today. Cancel. You can do that today. Will it open completely and then you can? Yes, cancel? it will. Yes, it will. You can still do unless it's changed. You can do that still today. You can pull out the medication. It. It'll pop open. It'll ask you, you now if it needs to be counted. It'll ask you for the count. But if it doesn't like need to be counted, yeah. But if it doesn't need to be counted, it'll pop open, and then you can pull out a fucking pill and then hit cancel and then close it and still have the pill. Wow. Now it, it'll show who did it, but nobody really paid attention. Look what happened when they asked for the pixies printout what did the mary lund do the risk manager she only gave him a couple of pages yeah, she, only, then, she, she told yeah. him that it doesn't go back that far it's a fucking computer, computer. goes back as right. far as you want like right now i don't know if people know this but i did some research and mary lund you can look at her on linkedin and you can google her ass she's still this is how crazy the system is like this is how stupid nursing is mary lund according to the linkedin profile mary lund is still a risk manager at the Somerset Medical Center. She's vice president of quality and risk services. 
Well, I mean, you know, I would think that with the way that they portrayed her in the movie, because I don't know anything about her and I wouldn't No, but I her. know somebody that's like her. You and I had the same story off the air and I won't share it because I don't want to hurt anybody. But you know yeah. the story I talked to you about at that one facility because I had a similar situation. And right. the risk manager there at the time is now the CNO. And she was like that. She was a rude ass lady. She was mean. She was there to protect the facility. She don't care about the nurses and stuff. Because mm -hmm. that's well, their safety, right? Like the safety of the patient. I don't even think they care about that. Yeah. They're there to make money. And so this lady is the same. No different. I bet you Mary Lund is. They said that she had a nervous breakdown or she. But I I don't know. I don't I don't know her. I don't want to judge her. But I'm calling bullshit. Right. Is I mean, really, it's really traumatic for anybody. Right. What it, Whatever. If you covered that shit up and you really felt guilty, what would you do? I mean, you would probably be remorseful, say sorry. I mean, what are you? Yeah, but what, you would change your life. You'd go become yeah. a nun or some shit. <laughs> but not in that way. <laughs> you would, you'd go help the homeless. You'd find something other right. than being in the same position. Right. But, you know, they're put into place their jobs, just like we think about defense attorneys. Like, what are they here to do? Okay. I mean, it's sad yeah. and ironic as it may sound, but when we don't think about it like that, but what are they here to do? Get yeah, criminals but, off? Yeah, but I got that. But why cover up the damn errors that people are making? Why cover up a murder? Why Money. not just? Yeah, I got that. But I think it's a terrible system that we have then. Yeah. When you it know? comes to our patients, right? And our patient safety. We yeah. don't give a shit about patient safety. We care about? Money. Money. So it, it looks at what it helps me look at is also is I entered a profession as a nurse, not about money. Right. I don't even want to talk about money. I don't even want to talk about a person's ability to pay. I don't want to talk about if I'm pulling out the right product for the patient. Right. And how much it's going to cost the patient. I really don't want to think about that. All I want to think about is how to care for my patient. But then when you look at healthcare is a business and it's an industry, we're just a service, the workers, the providers at the end game. Right. We're at the end of this, making sure that this big system and organization works. And thinking about what organizations are willing to do at the sake of a dollar, I think is where's the ethics? I mean, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, where is the so I'll give examples. So this is, this is published by the American Hospitals Association because I looked it up. You know, it's, as a nurse, if I think that you're killing somebody, Sarshim, not that Sarshima is, not that Sarshim is killing people. Sarshima is not killing anybody. But if I thought Sarshima was killing somebody, do I have a right to go to the police and tell the police? Yes. Can you share patient information with the police? Maybe not in great detail, but you can give scenarios like patient A and patient B. So I'm going to read the fucking law to you here. Read the, the law, law to me because pick me up. It says the HIPAA privacy rules defines law enforcement official as an officer or an employee of the agency or an authority of the United States. The hospital is required to verify that that person is, a, in fact, a law enforcement officer. When may a hospital disclose information to law enforcement officials? Listen closely. The privacy regulation allows covering entities, including hospitals, to disclose protected health information to law enforcement officials only for certain limited persons without patient authorization. In some cases, law enforcement officials must initiate the request for information. And in other cases, the hospital may report information without law enforcement request. However, a hospital may release patient information. So what does that say? 
they have the choice. Right. And what are they going to do? Probably not. Because? It's going to cost them money and shit. Money. Motherfucking law and shit. What the fuck is that? Yeah. I mean, I like it, but don't get me wrong, because I don't know. I want nobody, you know, knowing my damn personal business and shit. But if I suspect you're killing somebody, there's no reason why police officers shouldn't be able to investigate a potential homicide. Yeah, I think that we should never, I think as people, right, we should never have to think twice, especially as nurses, about blowing a whistle when we see inappropriate activity. And I think that our voices should be heard when we go and make such charges, right? Because I don't think that that's anything to ever be taken lightly. And it will be something that's worthy of an investigation because if, you know, things get worse, like these things can happen. But just like in that documentary, I think it noted that to date that none of those organizations has been up for litigation. Not at all. They haven't none lost one damn penny and shit. But that bitch of the nurses got thrown underneath the bus. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they yeah. didn't probably talk. Some of them probably got fired, you know, all the things that may have come with and it. That, that was I don't remember if it was in the movie or if it was in a documentary, but because she told on him. The CEO said, you can't be talking to anybody. You know, they had a staff meeting and said, y'all got to stop talking. And whoever reported this to the police and we find out, mm-hmm. y'all just cost us money and maybe a lot of jobs because we're not going to be able to expand. And that's all they were concerned about. They weren't right. concerned that he was killing fucking patients and shit. If I remember correctly, this was a chatter amongst other nurses. Like, who's the person that yeah, went and this? <laughs> and now because they've said this, all of this is happening. Like, right. I hope that we will all blow the whistle. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think we will. It's a profession of such integrity that I don't, I don't think we will because people are scared. They're scared to speak up. Even in the documentary, they said that the, the staff was scared to talk in front of Mary Lum because she made them feel intimidated. Well, look how she was doing the cops. I mean, he was like, right. sit down. <laughs> <laughs> sit your ass down, bitch. Sit down. You're not about to do me like this. And then he was and, like, all right, and, I'm out. <laughs> and what happened? Yeah, but what happened to him when he did that? Oh, he got booted off the case. He couldn't yeah, even come back booted, into the organization. Yeah, see, so, so she, she knew probably, what she was doing. She knew what she was doing. Yeah, that's right. Right. I'm I just kidding. think it was just an eye-opening. I never watched it before. I can't even remember what year it came out in. But I just thought that just looking at the times of today, I really hope that Charlie's are far few and in between. I really hope that mm-hmm. no Charlie's exists in healthcare, right? Well, they, a lot of Charlie's exist in healthcare. That's the thing. Oh, that's so sad. And see, that's the thing that I don't feel like I've experienced a Charlie. Just like we were talking offline and you were saying like women, we have this sixth sense. Like I really have this big intuition thing about me. I feel energy. I feel like all these different things. So, you know, if I felt like somebody was around me or I would guard my pace. I mean, you know what I mean? Like be a little bit more cautious, but I just really would hope that none of us went into a profession to do something like this. But I understand we do have we think about pistols and guns and things that we want to put regulations on, but some people have greater ammunition, right? That can kill a person a heck of a lot quicker I think than he any was pistol a, that you ever shoot. I think he was a psycho. We just, he, you know, we don't really have any psychological testing to do on nurses before they go in. I think he truly was a sociopath and we didn't know it. Cause what is the difference between a sociopath and a genius? Probably not much. A fucking fine line. That's right. Right. Not much. <laughs> so I think he was a sociopath and he was very smart. He was very intelligent. He's very charismatic and he was able to woo the women. He, Like you said, he knew what to say. 
Mm-hmm. And so he was the only guy in the in those ICUs with those two other ladies. And so I yep. think he knew what to do. He He's even, done this over and over again. He knew how to get the yeah, people he, where he wanted them. He so was he even what he wanted to do. He even admitted himself into a psych facility. Yes. But he got away with it. He got yeah. out of it because he yeah. probably knew what to say and shit. He's probably smarter than the people in the psych facility. Right. I like the way that they depict in the movie because not only did you pick it up in his character, I think they portrayed it really well in the movie that you identified like right into the organization. I said, oh, something creepy about him. That's what I told then he kinda, <laughs> Right. He kind of lightened up a little bit. I was like, oh, he could be likable. He kind of looked normal. But then when he was put under pressure, his behavior was so abnormal when they were right. calling things out. It was almost like Amy said, like he was a completely different person. He would turn off to the side. Like he was just possessed. Behaviors were or, different. I, I thought the word possessed, but then I thought I looked back and I said, maybe he had, I don't know what he called it, a split personality. Mm-hmm. You, you know see the I mean? next like the, the other personality, borderline personality or whatever, multiple well, personality was, disorder. Yeah. Charlie, you know, he was, hey, I love Charlie. Charlie's a nice guy. But then you fuck with Charlie the wrong way and fucking the other Joe person. Come out. <laughs> yeah, Joe comes out. What the fuck did you say? You know, and I think that's uh, maybe that's what the problem was. And they just didn't know that shit. Yeah, they refer to them as altars. And they do. Yeah, they are right. triggered in different situations. Like right? they build these altars when they're scared or they're alter ego when they want to have fun or just really, really strange. But uh, you hit something that I want to talk about. Because this came up when I shared this documentary with a group of people and it came up and it says, you know, like, hey, we do psych evaluations for people like COs. We do psych evaluations. You're going to work for the PD. Right. Right. But why do we not do psych evaluations for nurses? I don't know. Maybe we should because we got a lot of kooky motherfuckers out there (laughs) or fucking nurses. I mean, after Charlie, (laughs) if you learn about a Charlie, you like. No, but not just that. Look, we talked about this off the air. I won't mention any names because I don't want fucking James beeping me and shit. Yeah, don't make Jane beep you. Don't say anything inappropriate. And there ain't nothing wrong with my microphone, Jane. I sounded fine. But <laughs> there was a case here in Hanford. I won't mention his name, but all you got to do is Google that shit. And he's a CRNA nurse anesthetist. He got in trouble for masturbating once, twice, three times in the OR. And I didn't even know how bad it was until you and I just looked it up. He exposed himself. He masturbated and ejaculated on the damn OR floor. Not once, not twice, but three times. Mm -hmm. And he still had a job as far as I know. But then you and I looked him up and he finally relinquished his license. But let me go back to what we're talking about. I'll tell you. This happened in 2016, right? Happened in 2016, and he lost his license in 2017. So it took a year for him to lose his license. So I bet he got to masturbate a few more times and shit before he lost his license and shit. Wow. But, I mean, come on, that's crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I know a lot of people don't like him, but I love Michael Jackson. Look at the doctor who killed his ass. Mm -hmm. Where's he still at? Still working. Got a license. How's that fucking possible? That don't make any damn sense. Yeah. That some bitch killed Mike. Mike was a man. I love, I love Mike. <laughs> I know, but I get a lot of grief because I am a supporter of Mike. I know that sounds kooky because I got kids and shit, but I don't think Mike diddled anybody. I just think Mike was fucked up emotionally because if you read anything about Mike, him and a Jackson 5 was raised by their fucking dad who was a fucking tyrant and shit. Probably beat the shit out of them. He never had a childhood and stuff. 
So finally, when he broke free of all those motherfuckers, he wanted to be a kid. So he brought kids around. He created an amusement park. He probably did shit that he shouldn't have done. And his people should have said, Starshima, you're a grown woman. You can't be around kids like that. No, mm -hmm. be sleeping in the bed with kids. And don't be alone with the motherfuckers. Because mm -hmm. I don't really believe he did it. I don't know. I could be wrong. But I just thought, my gut tells me he didn't. He was just mentally and emotionally fucked from mm -hmm. his childhood. And he just wanted to experience a childhood. Because I had the same issue. I got the shit kicked out of me as a kid. And so I understand what he went through. Mm -hmm. I don't have proof, but it's just my gut tells me that. I'm usually not wrong when it comes to shit like that. Yeah. Using your gut wrong or what you're using wrong? No, but it's true. Like, I'm pretty savvy when it comes to stuff like that. I'm good at reading people. I'm good at reading yeah. situations. And, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I never followed. Really, to be honest, I probably didn't know who the hell Michael Jackson was till I was grown. What I'm going to be fuck? real with you. I am not a person who's big. I don't know all these okay, fancy well, actresses and actors. And not, we're gonna stop the fucking nurse and nurse. Podcast. And I probably don't even know who Martin Luther King was until I was grown. True story. Okay, well, I get that and shit, but fuck Michael Jackson. How the fuck? Fuck! I get that. Let's well, stop. You grow up poor. Let's stop this recording right now. Listen, God damn it! Listen, when you grow up poor, you don't have no TVs like that. I didn't you know, have that you know, TV watching TV. You're not privileged to see those kind of things. You don't get exposed to it. I had are, one. What? I had one fucking album that was a 33 album. That was uh, now. Don't get me wrong. He. I don't know if he was a pervert or not, but that's a different story. Was Bill Cosby? I had one album of Bill Cosby mm -hmm. and his comedy shows, and I had 45 records of Elton John, Crocodile Rock. Mm -hmm. That's all I got to listen to. And I listened to that shit over and over. I don't remember who it was, but somebody stuck me a record of Cheech and Chong because they used to do skits on the record and shit. And I would listen to them. Yeah, you got to remember, I grew up hardcore son of Baptist. We didn't get to do shit. <laughs> we went to church seven days a week. Right. Bible yeah, study. So, prayer. Right. You got beat in the name of Jesus to memorize that fucking Bible and shit. Was it spare the rod, spoil the child? My favorite Bible verse for all you motherfuckers out there is Proverbs 519. Look that shit up. That's my favorite Bible verse. Proverbs, Why are you for it? Proverbs 519. Look that shit up. That's my favorite. Tell everybody what it says. <laughs> I tell Miss Pat that every day. Listen, Jesus says to follow Proverbs 519 right here. Don't be a fucking bad wife. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Kevin, you are a nut. You know what it says? No, what is it? You Why Google. did he quote it for us? You, you said it's your favorite scripture. You Google that shit and tell everybody what it is. You're the, the Proverbs you're the 531? 519. Proverbs 519. Well, now Proverbs. you change it up. 519. No, Proverbs 519. Jane, make sure you go back and, and listen to the recording and tell Star Shima I didn't fucking change shit. The Kevin. King James Version. I, King James Version. <laughs> you better read that shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> you better read that shit, Tarsi. <laughs> Come on. No. <laughs> be a good, be a good woman. Read it. Uh uh. I, uh uh. Uh uh. <laughs> <laughs> How would you know about Proverbs five and nineteen? I uh, would be. I was beat in the name of Jesus. I went to church seven days a week, and I had to memorize that damn Bible. Okay. So and you this my one, favorite. This is the only scripture that stuck? No, I mean, there's a lot more, but that's my favorite one. The shortest Bible verse is Jesus wept. Did you know that? 
Yeah, I know he wept. See, see. No, I said that's the shortest Bible verse. Oh, the shortest Bible yeah, verse. See, so. You know what, Kevin? I think you got Jesus deep down in your body. <laughs> yeah. Are, I are got you it. just like kind of you like you like that man that like I got a crush on her and I'm nope. crushing, but nope. I don't want to really tell people I'm crushing nope. like that. Nope. So I'm gonna just be like I'm like this because it sounds like you know once it's in you. Looking once back, it's in you, Kevin. Was given that looking back. Yeah, but that's the perfect time to mold and fuck up kids when they're small. You can manipulate them to believe whatever you want. Okay. You know what I mean? So I looking back growing up, I'm not joking, just my personal experience. If you're a religious person, I'm not I am. You see what my shirt says? I know, but I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about all the listeners out there. So don't take this shit fucking personal. But from my personal experience, I got beat in the name of Jesus so they could teach me what they wanted me to learn. And I don't know why, but I was very savvy as a child to listen to what they were saying. And I was beat to read the Bible. And what they were saying didn't match up with the fucking book they were beating me to read. I was savvy enough to question it. Yeah, but that shit, that's not what that shit says right here. Mm-hmm. And because I would question it, what happened? You didn't you ask probably me. Got beat more. I got fucking beat more, right? How dare you fucking question us? Hmm. So no. that's why I don't believe in religion or believe in the church because i think the fucking people are stupid as shit well that's the thing though i they think talk that a lot people. of shit but they don't fucking know what the hell they're talking about well i think the thing is is that it's people like even you just and one i just want to tell you thank you for being transparent with your story i know it isn't something to be taken lightly i know you talk about it but i think it's really part of who you are which makes you the yeah. man that you are today And I think that what we have to look beyond and what I've had to look beyond, because I think we've all been abused by some degree by people who are attempting to use something so good, like the word of God, to do something so bad to us and to, to rationalize what it is that they're doing. But when you were saying that story and as I was listening to you, it really was just like the people used it wrong. And because of the way that the people treated you with something here that it made you look at it differently. But when I hear you talk, I joke in light of it, but I feel like it's still in you. And I think you know what the truth is yeah, behind it. In it could yeah, be hard it's in, to work through. Yeah, it's ingrained in you. It's hard to get out of it because you got beaten so much and it, it's it's ingrained in you. You can't help it. It's in your DNA because it's, it's there. It's all the time. Like it was 24-7, 365 days a year. Like you, People don't realize that like most people nowadays, I don't know, you go to church? I don't go to church consistently, like yeah, every see, Sunday. Oh, right. So imagine going to church seven days a week. That mm-hmm. to me, looking back, that was a fucking cult. Mm-hmm. They were there to brainwash you on, you know, what they want you to believe and shit. But yet they didn't even follow what was in the damn book. They beat your ass to read and shit. So that's how kooky people are. Well, you know, I, I teach my students about religion, you know, and I'm like, hey, y'all. But she's always saying it's great because not everybody believe and do what the religion right? says that mm-hmm. they believe and do. I agree with that. But I think, you know, I think it's more spirituality, a, a spiritual connection. I think religion yes. comes with culture. I believe right. culture is learned and right. it's taught and it's passed down. And with religion, most people don't know why they're doing what they're doing. Right. No Whereas I feel like it's a spiritual connection with God that I have versus I'm not trying to do what they do because that's what they say that I should do. Right. I want to do it because this is what God tells me to do. So what happens if a fucking alien comes down? You still going to believe in God? Oh, yeah. Would you really? Don't bullshit me. Yeah. All right. Just checking. If I see him, I'm like, oh, this is things that, that happen, right? Are there aliens in the Bible and shit, though? I mean, I am not your. I have not read the Bible from front to oh, back. Right. I can tell you there's not fucking aliens in the Bible. Okay. 
So if you well, think that an alien appeared, what would you think? I wouldn't fucking know if I believe in the, what the Bible said 100% anymore because I'm like, well, shit, that's motherfucking alien and shit. Do you think you people know? can create them? Uh, are, you, are you talking about are you talking about humans tricking us? Yeah. I mean, I look. Do you know what a deep fake is? A what? A deep fake. A deep. Deep. No, D E E P. Do you hear the words coming out of my mouth? Deep. Yes, I hear. Yeah, do you, you fucking understand the words that are coming from my fucking mouth? Deep. <laughs> do you know what a deep fake is? A deep fake, F-A-K-E? No, tell me about it. So a deep fake, they have this technology now that they can take like this. You're on, on our podcast. They can look at this. They can take the video and they can create a new Starshima with the same voice and they can trick people. And you go and start talking shit and cursing and doing all that. And nobody knows it's you. They think it's you, but it's not really you. Oh, wow. Yes, it's called the deep fake technology. You should look that shit up. Like, it's crazy. So, yes, I believe that they can trick us and shit when it comes to that. Yes, as a concept, a defect is not technically illegal. It's a potential to create chaos and manipulate the public perception. Makes it a threat, both the individual and societal scales. Intellectual property rights are given to the person for their creation. This includes books, paintings, films, and computer programs. Kind of like artificial intelligence is happening. It's crazy, though, isn't it? Huh? It's crazy, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, they can use it to create a fake Starshima and nobody would know that it's not fake. They think it's well, hopefully you. I get my wig right. Well, I mean, yeah, but do what you want. To, with you. <laughs> would you want the deep fake coming out and talking shit and, you know, hurting people's feelings and they think it's you? And then how are you going to come back from that? Wait, okay, I'm going to digress and I'm we're going we gonna to not spend <laughs> a lot of time on it. But maybe it's some of these politicians and these deep fakes that's going on right now. Okay, keep going, Kevin. Let's just keep those going. Mother, yeah, fuck those motherfuckers. <laughs> They're all See, fucking we're gonna deep get our podcast shut down because we're gonna talk about all these. <laughs> yeah. We didn't talk about the good nurse. We didn't talk about mental health. We didn't talk about <laughs> those crazy <religion>. motherfuckers, right? <laughs> <laughs> deep fake. It is good conversation, right? One thing just rolled over. Well, I'm gonna today. I'm gonna circle back around because I know you're almost ready to cut this off. But talking about the good nurse, none of those administrators got punished. For anything that happened to that fucking what that nurse did. And that's something that every nurse in America should wake up and realize we are on the bottom of the fucking barrel. And how are we going to take back nursing? Mm, That's a powerful question. We are at the bottom of the barrel. How are we going to take back nursing? Y'all weigh in on that. That's a powerful question. How are we going to take it back? How do we get back to an integral I got a homework assignment. There's a hospital here in the valley that hired a convicted. She is a convicted embezzler. And she's the fucking CEO of a new hospital. And she's a convicted embezzler. How the fuck is that possible? That's crazy. Right. That bitch stole money from another facility, another medical facility. But yet she's still in charge of another medical facility. What the fuck? Does that make any sense to you? It doesn't make any sense to me at all. And I wouldn't see how a C, I mean, I don't mean to be jaded, but, and I don't mean to sound hella bougie, but I don't see how a person who's a convicted felon of a crime of that degree could even run an organization. It would be me as the, you know, whatever that I would question that when would it be my turn that they would do the same thing to me? Who does she know? 
And when they're smarter than you, like if you're not an embezzler and you got somebody embezzler, they're smarter than you. I mean, and it's I'm your just, money. I'm just saying, I mean, I think the world right now is crazy. It You've is lost that just, mind. Yeah. No, seriously. I'm like, mm-hmm. what are we thinking about right now as Ourselves? people this time that we're living in? And then we're making such poor decision making. Like it's mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Like, Crazy, crazy, crazy. But I love that question that you give. Like, how do we get it back? And is it more of unleashing our voices? Because I think we agree that this Nurse to Nurse podcast is a platform to have straight talk, nurse to nurse straight talk, right? About the shit that's going on in the world. And then also helping nurses be able to leverage their voices and to do it in a way that isn't insubordinate, but in a way that's going to change the trajectory of where we're going. I think this is where we need to go. I had a conversation with a nurse today because I'm just going to share with you, my son had his his kindergarten immunizations. I had to go to his previous pediatrician who had cared for him from birth to four and we changed doctors. So I went and got the immunization, took it to the office, had them update. My husband take my son to the doctor today and it wasn't updated. So he had a flag in a system that all these immunizations are due. And my husband's like, no, I think he got him because he went to school. And they were trying to rationalize him away saying, oh, no, because of COVID, some of them are behind and X, Y, and Z. And come to find out my son had too, too many immunizations. And I told the lady on the phone, I said, you know, as a healthcare provider, it's how do we get this back? Right. How do we take back when something has been given to us as a healthcare provider? When are we doing the thing that we're supposed to do? to update records, to reflect them accordingly, to prevent from errors happening. Right. Yes, yeah, just an immunization. Maybe it won't be a big deal, but what if it was something it else? It is a big deal. It is a big deal. Why do you need extra immunizations for and shit? That's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's because a lot of people in the healthcare field right now just don't give a shit. We got to get back, though, because these are people's lives. Like, this is... Like, I really feel like I, I, you all may have heard me on another podcast. I really feel like it is a true. Wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold on a second. You on another podcast without me? What the fuck? No, 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 no. I mean, on another one of oh, our podcasts. What are you, that's some bullshit, man. I need to. <laughs> you know, you good, good girl about to be on a couple of different spaces now. So don't even trip. Don't be getting jealous. My God. I'm jealous. I need I your know. fucking undivided attention and shit. I, I'm starting to feel this. <laughs> <laughs> but. It's like, I feel like it's a great privilege to be able to serve people at some of their most vulnerable times. And I don't take that shit lightly. And it's not about a paycheck, right? The money that they give you, no matter what capacity you're operating, is not enough. You have to have a deeper compassion. And how do we decide to do the right thing, to be the right kind of nurse? Yeah, but that's the difference between integrity and honesty. What's the difference? It shouldn't be much of a difference. There is a huge difference between integrity and honesty. What's the difference? Like, honesty is the doing the right thing, right? What when nobody's looking? No, that's integrity. Okay, well, what's honesty then? Pick me up. Honest, honesty me. just means you're being honest. But right. integrity means you're doing the right thing all the time, no matter who's looking, no matter where you're at. Right. That's the difference. So yeah. you want to put an hon- yeah. I got you. But do you want an honest nurse or do you want to have a nurse that has true integrity? I want a nurse with true integrity. I yeah, want her to be truthful, too, though. I want her to be honest and upfront. And yeah, integrity. But integrity means you're gonna do you're gonna be honest all the time, even the when time. some even when nobody's looking. Yep. Even if you know you can get away with shit. Don't yep. fucking do it because it's not right. 
Yeah. They say true character is defined by not what you do in front of people, but when nobody is around you and you're doing the right thing. That's true character. But I really, here's what I really feel though, Kevin. This is where, and maybe it's just me being a visionary, but I really want to see curriculum being put into nursing school of not teaching people the tasky part of how, but also working on the individual of who they need to be to be a but, nurse. But who writes the curriculum? I'm gonna write that shit. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, but, no, but I, maybe you should because a lot of older nurses write it and they haven't learned evidence-based medicine. So they're mm-hmm. still they're still writing task-based medicine. Or if yeah. they do, if you do get a nurse that writes a task-based medicine, the nurses who are using the book don't even read the fucking book. Right. You mean you want me to read that 500 page book? That's a lot. Hey, you know what? I ain't gonna be judgmental about no books. I was telling them I was being funny, but wasn't being funny. (laughs) 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 I mean, I read my nursing school books. You couldn't get through nursing school without reading the books. But my undergrad in business, I didn't read them damn books. It made it so easy. And here's another thing that's getting ready to happen. Okay, this is how we're gonna wrap up because I wanna ask you this. I really, really wanna ask you this. We talked about deep fake. I'm different, but let's talk about AI, artificial right. intelligence. Right. What is getting ready to happen right now in AI for student nurses, for nurses who's practicing? What does that look like? You're going to ask AI, AI, can you write me a care plan on diabetes and what will it do? Write you a care plan on diabetes? And what are you going to learn? Nothing. You'll learn how to ask the AI to do it for you. And what's going to happen to the nursing we're going to have a lot of nurses out there who cannot think. Deeks. But have and they, and got, or they may not be able to get to the NCLEX. I don't know. Or they may even say, AI, tell me what questions are on my board. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly what's going to happen. Like, we're going to be in serious trouble soon. No, but I really. We'll create robot nurses to take care of patients. They'll probably do a better fucking job sometimes. I mean, like the Jetsons are coming. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I remember sitting in. It, I wasn't even doing prereqs for nursing yet. I was doing like the general ed type courses at City College to be able to, you know, while you're taking your prereqs to be able to get into the nursing program. And I remember my computer teacher. She's we friends on Facebook. I think her name is Rio. And she was talking about when she was lecturing one day about how the computers are going to be smarter than us, how fast they were growing, that they were going to be much smarter than a human. And she gave some timeline, and I can't remember the timeline. I just remember that lecture. And I look at today, I can write an ebook in 30 minutes with right. artificial intelligence. Right. If I ask it the right questions, it'll answer it for me. It'll right. lay out the information that I need. Only thing right. I need to do is format it. That's right. I mean, let's just be honest, right? Mm-hmm. He has all the information right. there for you. So I'm do like, you know, where is this going? What, do you know what quantum computing is? No. But it's quantum. quantum. Look it up. Quantum computing just happened. We just figured out how to use it, and it's going to shoot us into the next quantum revolution in the world. So we mm. went through the industrial revolution. Now we're going into the quantum revolution. And our banking system, most people are fucking asleep. I know it's a side topic, but most people are fucking asleep. We're about to go into a digital dollar. Oh, yeah. Your paper oh. money is going to the wayside. You're going to be a digital dollar. and Nobody in America is paying attention. You're going to wake up one day and say, what the fuck? Where do I live and shit? And yep. your whole world's about to change and you don't even know it. I agree. So I'm fucking I'm not, ready. 
I mean, I'm ready for it. I just think about where does education go? Like, where does getting degrees go? Where does it's gonna all be, these things... It's going to be pointless. You're going yes. to be pointless. It's like, why do I need it? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then they're going to replace so many humans. We so already have so many bots already. You're a hundred thousand dollars in debt with a student loan to become a master's in nursing, and what is the hospital paying you for? Seventy five thousand. <laughs> no, but are they paying you any more than what they're paying an associate degree nurse? No. Okay, so I mean, what benefit? What do I? What incentive do I have? None. So. I mean, the, here's the incentive. I think the incentive <clears throat> is right. The associate degree nurse cannot manage up if they choose to manage up. Right. You have to have. A bachelor's or that's what a they, master's. So that's what they always say, but they're so short staffed that they're going to hire whoever they can. True. Because the hospitals want to save what? Money. Right. So, I mean, if nobody with the bachelor's or master's wants to step up, who are they going to pick? The ADN. Well, the ADNers. So ADN who says, come here, sucker. We got something for you. Come on. Yeah. Come over here and work a full time, 150 hour a week for a fucking bare minimum sheet, 75 grand a year. That's your salary. Right. And you're on call 24-7, by the way. And they want you know, to do because yeah. I really love my preceptor because he really taught me Starshima don't ever go mm. into management. Because in management, you make least amount of money, you have less time freedom. Right. It's not popping over here. And he taught right. me that. You don't and get overtime. No. You're there 24-7. It's I call it a shit sandwich. Right. For a title? Like you I don't get, want no title. Yeah, you get shit from the people above, you get shit people from the below, and what do you get out of it? Hemorrhoids. Shit. Right, you get shit. That's right. Depression of dilated vessels. Right. All that damn straining. No. That's all you get. That's true, though. That's all you get. On the verge of rupturing, like, right. I'm right here. Fucking dive a damn stroke and shit. Nobody's going to remember you. It's crazy. Who's the fucking manager on our floor? I don't know. There's some bitch. He's dead now. Right. It's just not worth it. And I'm not trying to discourage. I mean, here, I'm not trying to shun anybody's desire to want to manage up. I just felt like it wasn't for me, right? That wasn't my thing. That didn't sit well with me. Some people really feel and enjoy power. And people feel, and people, we need managers. We need leaders to drive change in the organizations. So if you feel like this is you, like, don't hesitate to do it. Don't listen to me and what I feel like is for me. I think the greatest thing that we have listen to me. Don't fuck recognize what's not for me, right? <laughs> like it ain't for me, and that ain't for me, sis. But that may don't, be for you. And go ahead and do don't, that. Don't fucking do it. Listen to Kevin. Quit that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, like, come over here and teach some classes with me. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't come over here. I don't want nobody teaching this shit. I'm the, I'm fucking very adamant about how I teach. I'm, I can imagine. I am. I'm very particular. Like, I don't, if you change shit on me, I don't like it. Like, it makes me crazy. Yeah. So, are you looking for a protege? No, I already have one. I'm already building him up to take over when I'm ready to retire. Good. I already have him in place. I've been training him for the last three years. He will be yeah. taking over when I'm ready to retire. Yeah. You know, because I'm, yeah. I'm in the process right now of duplicating myself. I need to duplicate myself. Yeah. So I yeah, can have got, more free time. Whatever you, whatever. you got so many motherfucking assistants. I don't even have the assistants you have and shit. You got assistants for the fucking assistants. I'm like, what the fuck? That's bullshit, man. I don't even have that. I asked Miss Pat, baby, can I have an assistant? No, you don't need an assistant. Get your ass back to work. I'm like, what the fuck? Starshima got four of them motherfuckers. Yeah, let's Starshima spend all that money. 
He's cheap. He won't let me have nobody. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> hey, the idea is to duplicate myself. I get more done by working through other people. Yeah, I'm going to tell her that and I'll see what she says. And watch you save you money and you'll get more done. You'll be more productive yeah. and make more money. Mm-mm. We're going to no. talk. We'll talk offline. We, we can't tell all our songs <laughs> to the people out in the world because we want them to level up too. But just know we got magic on the backside. And the goal is to scale your company is to duplicate yourself. Get yourself from doing the work and have other people do the work for you and make the money. Here's one thing I love right now, though, Kevin, as we're speaking about this entrepreneurship. One thing I'm digging right now, and not that I'm saying I'm huge from nurses leaving the bedside. That ain't it. I've worked alongside a lot of different nurses who had side hustles within their while they worked at the bedside. They sold Mary Kay. They sold insurance. They sold treats. Real estate. They did all kinds of shit, right? What I'm loving, though, that they're leaving, they're packaging up what they know and they're leveraging their skill and their experience to be able to still serve the bedside beyond the bedside. This is honorable. And I know sometimes it's discouraging because many nurses make a decent salary and it's so hard to bet on yourself in entrepreneurship of your ability to be able to double, triple, quadruple or it's limitless, right? Your own salary. But you really can. I see nurses out here crushing it. I see med spas coming up. I see estheticians, like people leveraging that nursing degree. And here's the thing. If I was getting lipo done and I needed some concierge service, I would pick going to a nurse practitioner or I would go to DCD. What'd you say? The little DCD around the court. I'd rather pick the nurse. This is how nurses are winning right now. People want people with credentialing that know in their profession. So Fresno or and beyond, what's going right. on nurses? Like right. let go, create these brands. Let's still impact bedside from beyond the bedside. We can yeah. still do it. And let's groom our bedside nurses up to help them be their very best selves as they're caring for our patients. And that's so what fucking that's, that's what Starshima's for. If you want to learn how to leverage yourself up and build your fucking brand, reach out to Starshima. She's the fucking brand nurse coach. She knows how yeah. to do that shit. Yeah, and if you reach out to Kevin, if you are nurse who are ready to level up your skill, right? You ready to get education. If you want to work on entitled CO2s and what do they mean? I'm a new nurse, Kevin. What do these rhythms mean? How do right. I get into this TNCC? This is it ENA, right? The American yeah. Nursing Association. If emergency I need nurse association. Hit up Kevin. Yeah. Like he has yeah. the guy to get the sauce. Go to him for your ACLS. Forget the BLS nurses. We need ACLS. <laughs> right? It's getting crazy out here. Like go to Kevin. Like he is the guy. He's the dude to get you in. And your IV therapies. I see him out yeah. here helping women. I'm gonna say women. I always say women because that's what I talk well, to. Most, women, most of, man, not, right? Ninety. Yeah, but ninety-five percent of my students are women, though. So hey, yeah. look at you. So y'all, y'all hit up my good, good guy friend, Kevin. He'll mentor y'all up. He'll educate you. We are both educators. And what we do to be a coach is to educate. To be a nurse is to educate. And right. we are out here helping you be the very best nurse that you can be so you can serve in any capacity in which you desire, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's bedside nursing, whether it's in management or leadership, we're here to support you along your journey. So let's unleash our next level woman. Let's unleash our next level men. And let's go drive massive impact in the That's world. Right. Let's Kevin, you want to send them out? Let's change yeah, we don't want to be no DCDs out here. No DCD nurses. <laughs> All right, you guys. I love you. Thank you for joining us and shit. I appreciate you guys. We had a great time tonight. Don't forget to hit us up. Me and Starshima and shit. So 
you know, we love this stuff. So I love awesome. it. All right, y'all. Yeah. We out. Yeah.